Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, pick up your mat and walk? Within the gospel passage today, we hear about Christ healing a man who was a paralytic, an account which holds such importance for our spiritual gain that it is recorded in three gospels, the gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we see at the beginning of chapter two in the gospel of Mark that there are many people following Jesus, that there are large crowds gathering to hear him speak, so much so that there was no longer room for them, not even about the door. And he was preaching the word to them. But on this specific day, the people had come together within someone's residence to listen to Christ. And many who were in attendance did so out of genuine faith that Jesus could heal them. And quickly, we are focused upon four men in particular, four men of faith who carry a fifth man lying on a mat, who is paralyzed and in need of healing. Due to the size of the crowd, these men are unable to reach Jesus. As a result, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. Here we must see, these four men are undeterred by the size of the crowd. Their faith in Christ is so great that they go to extraordinary lengths to open the roof above Jesus, that they might lower the man to the ground. Christ, witnessing their efforts, is so moved by their faith that he extends his forgiveness to the man who is paralyzed. Courage, child, your sins are forgiven. Yet when Jesus speaks these words to the man, some of the scribes take offense that Jesus would suggest that he can forgive sins. They believe him to be blaspheming because to their minds only God can forgive sins. They do not believe that Christ is God. And fully aware of this fact, Jesus replies, why are you thinking such things in your hearts? It is their doubt, doubt that the scribes are harboring in their hearts, which prompts Jesus to ask them a question. Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, pick up your mat and walk? Before the scribes even have time to ponder this question, Jesus states, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on earth, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat, and go home. Here we must consider a key point. Jesus does not choose to heal the man physically first and foremost. In fact, the passage states, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, courage, child, your sins are forgiven. Christ forgives the man his sins because he recognizes their faith in him. And when the scribes hear Jesus speak these words, they are infuriated and believe him to be blaspheming because for them only God can forgive sins. They do not understand that Jesus is fully God and fully man. They do not have faith in him, nor do they believe that he is the son of God. Thus, that Christ chooses to forgive the man his sins first confirms that the man is in need of 
a spiritual healing as well as a physical healing. And that Jesus places a priority on the man's spiritual healing. He chooses to have mercy, not just on the man who is paralyzed, but also on the scribes who are heart of heart, those who will not take him at his word. And this is the reason Christ asks them, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? Hearing this, one could be tempted to think that it would be more difficult to heal the man of his physical deformities. However, we must remember, Jesus is not merely speaking the words, courage, child, your sins are forgiven. What he states here brings about the reality. The man's sins are in all truth forgiven him. St. John Chrysostom speaks about this account within his commentaries on the Gospel of Matthew. For to forgive sins is a very much greater act than to heal the body greater in proportion as the soul is greater than the body. For as paralysis is a disease of the body, even so sin is a disease of the soul. But although this is the greater, it is not palpable, whereas the other, although it be less, is manifest. In other words, Christ healed the man of his physical deformity so that the crowd would see this miracle with their eyes and believe with all of their hearts and minds that Jesus had truly done something greater in forgiving the man his sins. Within these verses, Jesus is connecting the unseen with the seen, the invisible with the visible. Through this reality, through healing the man of his affliction, Jesus is attempting to open the eyes and hearts of the scribes and all of the people present. And if the people who witness this healing make the firm choice to renounce their sins and thus remain open to God's transformative grace, they will have the scales removed from their eyes, minds, and hearts. They will come to realize that Jesus is God and has the power to forgive sins. How is it possible that anyone who witnessed such a miracle could possess anything but a strong faith? How is it possible that they could see this healing and later lose faith? It is possible because it is human nature to seek a sign, to continually seek for surety or consolation from God. And in the Gospel of Matthew, we know that Jesus reminds us of our need for faith of our need to trust in God and his loving care for us, instead of continuously seeking a sign. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. How many have witnessed a miracle in their lives and later doubt what they actually saw, what they thought they saw? This is the reason Christ takes the time to show the people that they were given a sign, the sign of Jonah. 
which Christ then connects to his own death and resurrection. This sign should be sufficient for us. The greatest of all signs should indeed strengthen our faith. But we know that Christ goes further to highlight this need for faith when he speaks to Thomas following his resurrection in the Gospel of John. You have believed because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. This is the heart of the matter. It is faith that prompts Christ to forgive sins and perform healings. Those who have faith and live their lives trusting in God without the need for a sign, they will live in the hope of eternal life. Come you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.